You're used to thinking according to circumstance and according to what you can see rather than stepping outside of that intentionally and thinking in terms of faith-inspired possibilities. Live your faith, build your business, and change your world. This is Live, Build, Change. Hey, hey, it's good to be back with you here on Live, Build, Change. I am focused on helping you live your faith in Jesus Christ in an authentic, meaningful, powerful way that makes a difference in the world and build a business, build wealth, build income, whatever you want to think of in that regard, so that you can change the world. And that last piece, that changing the world piece is kind of the motivation behind everything. There's a bigger why behind building a business. It's not just to support your family, though that is important. And it could be a significant way that you actually change your world and the world of your family members. But there is a bigger why than even that. And that is being able to create the kind of income that allows you to not only provide for your family, but also provide for the needs of others, support causes that you believe in and that you want to support to fund the kingdom of God in certain ways. And I kind of want to talk about that on this episode of the podcast. I want to talk a little bit about my story. And I have to say here at the outset that I'm not telling you anything that's happened in my life to brag. Please understand that. As I say fairly often, I'm not trying to impress you. I'm trying to impress upon you what is possible if you can Muster up the boldness because of what Jesus Christ has done in your life to take some risks, to step out and build some other sources of income, either part-time or full-time, that can enable you to do more than perhaps you've ever been able to do in your lifetime. And my story is just kind of a demonstration of how that might look. So I hope you'll take the time to listen and to hear it from the heart that I have to just help you experience the kinds of things that the Lord has blessed me with. Now, the title of this particular episode is How to Make a Difference in the Lives of Others, $25 at a Time. And that $25 at a time is a reflection of my story. And here's what I mean by that. I was blessed back in 2013 to transition out of a 20-year career in full-time ministry. I was a pastor in local churches, and if you have not heard my entire story, you can go back to episode zero, what I call the zero episode, and it's at livebuildchange.com slash zero, and you can hear my entire story. But one element of that is this transition from ministry into I didn't even know what at the time. I had a friend who suggested I look into becoming a mortgage loan originator. And so I did, and it looked like a decent opportunity for me and that I could probably find work doing that. But there were these hurdles you had to get through, a background check and a test you had to take that's government regulated. And I had to study for that test and all that. Well, long story short, what I wound up doing was I did test to become a mortgage loan originator and I did actually become a loan originator. And I worked as one for a little over a year, 
made a decent amount of income, but the fit wasn't right. It wasn't a good fit for my personality and, and my gifts. And where the $25 at a time comes in is that while I was studying to take the test, the teacher in me was beginning to come out and was realizing that this study process and the actual test itself with all of the information you had to know was quite, I don't know, the word I use is convoluted. It was just confusing. It was hard to retain all the information. And I was beginning to see that people who aren't natural studiers, who aren't naturally good students, but want to take this test and need to take this test could have quite a difficult time because here I was with a college education and graduate work under my belt, and I was having a hard time with it. So I knew that if I could be successful at this test, there was a possibility that I could also help others be successful at the test and make a little money on the side at the same time. And you've heard me talk in previous episodes about my Pass the Safe Exam course, which you can see at passthesafeexam.com. That course is the result of my efforts in creating a study methods course that people can use to pass this safe exam, this, this exam that's required by government regulations for mortgage loan originators. And I created the course just as a way to start generating income for myself because I had to have income. I mean, I was not yet a mortgage loan originator. And so I knew there was a great need because I had experienced it and I built the course. Now, the $25 at a time is because in the end, I wound up charging $25 for the course. Now, if you know anything about online courses, good quality online courses, which mine is, can go for much, much more than that. I could have charged $100, $200, even $600. And I think I would have gotten a decent amount of sales at that rate. But here's the thing. I empathized with people who were going through the process of becoming a mortgage loan originator. And I wanted to offer, out of the goodness of my heart, a substantial discount in order to truly help people. And see, I think that's part of the Christian motivation is to be generous, is to be compassionate and gracious and giving toward people. And I had learned that people tend to take more seriously things that they have invested in. So I didn't want to make it a completely free course. Because I knew there's a little bit of motivation when you've invested some money or some time in it. And so I wanted to maintain that aspect of it. So I thought $25 was a decent amount for anybody to pay, but that anybody could pay if they really wanted to. And so it, it was kind of the happy medium. Now, I started out at $10 and, and it's all set up in a $10 beginning and then pay what you want. So if you want to pay more, you can. But if you can only pay the 10, you would pay the 10, but I've raised it since to 25 because it seemed like I needed to find that happy medium. That was a good place where most people could afford it, but also it wasn't too much. And so that $25 at a time has become fairly significant. I've, I've actually been quite shocked at it. And again, I want to reiterate, I'm about to tell you some figures, some averages of what this course brings in, not to impress you, but to impress upon you what's possible. If you step out and you put your expertise or your experience into some kind of a course, which honestly, I can tell you is not that hard to create so that people will begin purchasing it. And see, here's the point. This is the big point of the whole episode. $25 at a time is not much. 
You're not going to get wealthy $25 at a time doing a course like this. You're not going to make the big money that will enable you to retire. But here's what it will do. $25 at a time as it accumulates. And in my case, here's how it has accumulated. My average income from that course per week is right around $900. So $900. Think about that. That's $3,600 a month that I was not getting before. And that continues to come in somewhat passively. I, mean, I have to make tweaks to the course now and then. There's technical glitches that happen. So it's not entirely passive. But $3,600 a month is fairly significant. And here's where I'm going with this whole thing of making a difference in people's lives, $25 at a time. What that $25 at a time, as it accumulates, does in your own heart is it enables you to start thinking outside the box that you're used to thinking in. So you're no longer thinking just in terms of penny to penny because that $3,600 could be over and above what you need to pay your bills and to meet your obligations and even pay down some debt. It could be, in many cases, extra or something you're not accustomed to. Maybe that's a better way to say it. And that enables you to start thinking outside the box in terms of generosity. And that's really my point. When you start having extra income or more income than you're used to, maybe is a better way to say it. When you start having that come in, you start recognizing opportunities around you because you're starting to feel a little bit of freedom in your soul. You're starting to feel a little bit of breathing room, financially speaking. And then when you hear of someone, say in your small group or your church or in your neighborhood, who expresses a situation that they're dealing with where financial need is involved, something happens in you where you start thinking to yourself, well, I could probably help with that. Or should I help with that? Maybe that's how it happens at first. Because you finally have the resources that would enable you to help with that. Now, I absolutely recognize that there are people who give by faith. You know, they don't really have the money and they will give to someone who's in need, trusting that God is going to meet their need when the time comes. Hey, I'm all for that. If you've had that kind of faith and have been living that way for a long time, that is wonderful. But I can tell you in my experience, that wasn't the norm. That had happened on occasion in our lives, but we just constantly felt this sense of limitation financially prior to me moving out of my ministry career and into my own business. And perhaps that was a limitation on our faith. Maybe we were just not believing enough. We weren't comfortable trusting in God, but it's very interesting what's happened with this $25 at a time increase in our income. Our attitudes have grown and our faith about finances has grown because we've seen what God has done through this course that he enabled me to create. Does that make sense? There's an incredible blessing that comes from the generosity that wells up in your heart. And it comes to you because you recognize God's generosity toward you. And so now when we hear people talking about a mission trip they want to go on, when we overhear that someone has medical bills that they can't meet or that they're struggling to meet, when we hear that someone's vehicle is broken down and they've got to get it repaired. They don't know where the money's going to come from. The Holy Spirit inside of us now puts that need on our radar. And we begin thinking and talking. My wife and I have conversations about, did you hear about so-and-so's need? 
for their car. Do you think we should help with that? Let's start praying about it. And we do that. We start praying about helping with certain needs in a way that we never have before. And it's all because of this $25 at a time income that's coming into our household that wasn't there before. Now, you may be thinking right now, well, that's all well and good for you, Carrie. I'm happy for you. I'm glad you got that course, but I don't have a course and I don't even see something in my history or my experience that I could even build a course around. I understand that. I definitely know that there are limitations and and maybe there are people out there who don't have something they could draw from to create a resource like what I'm talking about. But if you would stop for just a moment and listen carefully to what I'm about to say, I want to challenge you on that kind of thinking. Now, in the secular world, you would hear people saying that's a limiting belief to say to yourself, I don't have anything I could package into a course. I'm not going to go there. It could be a limiting belief. It's possible. But what I think is that it's that you're used to thinking inside the box that you've lived in for so long. You're used to thinking according to circumstance and according to what you can see rather than stepping outside of that intentionally and thinking in terms of faith-inspired possibilities. I had never made a course before when I made this online course. I had never even thought about making a course before, but you know what got me outside my box? I had listened to some podcasts and had heard the stories of other people who had made online courses and had been successful at it. I began thinking along the lines of what I just expressed. You might be thinking that, well, that's great for them, but I don't have any experience. I don't have any knowledge. I don't have, you know, all these things that I was telling myself, hear that. I was telling myself in limiting myself by just convincing myself through a couple of statements, even silently in my own mind, that I don't have anything I could leverage into a course. But it turns out that wasn't even true. In fact, I found something that wasn't even an experience in my past. It was something I was going through at the very moment I began thinking about it. And that was studying for this test. And you see, I think God was involved in that. God was inspiring me to think beyond the box I have lived in for so long. And maybe that's what needs to happen for you. I'm going to be praying that everyone who listens to this episode of the podcast would be helped along graciously by God to begin thinking outside your normal box that you live in, to begin thinking in terms of faith-inspired possibilities of what God might do, what God could do if you were to open yourself up to him doing a different kind of work in your life than you've ever seen him do. I want that for you. I think God might want that for you because once you begin to see his blessing come into your life, this interesting thing happens where you start wanting that blessing for other people, especially people within the body of Christ. I mean, we're told in scripture, love everyone, but especially those who are within the body of Christ. And so we start to have this growth inside of ourselves. When we're recipients of God's blessing, we start wanting it for other people. And we start wanting to be a channel through which that blessing comes to other people so that we can help other people's lives change. And it might happen 
$25 at a time as you see God's blessing and faithfulness and consistency in your own life. You're able to believe it for other people and that you might be able to be an instrument in helping it come about. I want to take a few minutes here to talk about the process I would suggest you go through if you are outside of that box. If you're already outside of your normal way of thinking and you're saying after hearing my story or maybe you're already there, you're saying to yourself, yes, I, I think I probably could build an online course. I'm just not sure where to start. Hey, if that's where you're at, congratulations. You've taken the first amazingly good step. To get outside that box of your limited thinking and your limited believing to think in terms of possibilities. And I want to encourage you to think in terms of faith inspired possibilities. Don't just dream this up on your own. Start praying about it. And that's step one for a follower of Christ. Start asking the Lord to reveal to you what it is you might create a course around. That's where you begin. In terms of subject matter, in terms of experiences you've had, in terms of specifically needs that people out in the marketplace might have. And think of it from that regard in terms of being one to bless people through providing the resource that they need. It's an educational resource. And maybe that's a good way to think about it. You can bring something into other people's lives that can educate them to make their lives better to bless them, to make them a greater blessing in their world. I mean, this stuff is exponential. It multiplies as, as it goes. And so think of it in terms of what could you do to help other people when it comes to an educational resource that you could create. And that's really what a video course is all about. And start praying about it. So step one, start praying. Start asking God to reveal to you because the reality is, If this is going to happen, it's going to happen because he already has that idea for you. He already has it planned out. He already knows exactly how he wants you to accomplish it. And that should be very encouraging because he's going to equip you to accomplish it as you go. So step one, begin praying about it. Step number two in this process that I would suggest you take is that you put your prayers into action. And here's how I would do it. I would get out a whiteboard or I would get out a notepad or maybe a document on your computer. And I would start creating a bullet point list of ideas. Start thinking through your history, your past. Maybe it's your work history. Maybe it's hobbies you've been involved in in the past. Maybe it's experiences you've had on committees or involvement you've had with social groups, you know, like the Rotary or or service groups, the Optimus Club, whatever. And start thinking through what are the things you learned in those settings? What are the things that you seemed to catch on to more quickly than others? Or things that others came to you and asked you about in those settings? Another way you might approach it to create this bullet point outline is to think, what are things people ask me about? How did you learn to do that? Or how did you create that thing? Or could you teach me how to do X, Y, Z? I mean, think through your history and what are the things that people come to you for? That's quite possible. You may be a person who people don't come to you for things and ask you how how do you accomplish certain things. That's not a big deal. If that's not you, then this one doesn't apply to you. But I'm convinced that most people, and by most, I mean 80, 90% of people, 
do have experiences and things they can create a course from. So number one, begin praying about it. Number two, as you're praying about it, create a bullet point list of ideas that come to your mind and trust as you're doing that, that God is the one helping you generate those ideas. Then your third step, obviously, is to start sifting through the bullet point ideas that you've written down. Start writing out your thoughts about each one, maybe a separate sheet of paper for each one or a separate place on your whiteboard for each one, and just jot down the idea of what the topic is and then start maybe creating a second bullet point list only about that of topics within that topic that you could actually talk about. And if you're thinking about this rightly, those little bullet points under your initial topic could become the different modules of your course. And don't let that intimidate you because modules don't have to be 30 minutes long. They could be even five minutes long if they're packed with actionable, powerful content that can actually help people learn a step in the process of what you're trying to teach them. So don't let that be intimidating. Just think through that bullet point list underneath your main topic about what it is you could teach about this particular topic. And then set that aside, go get some coffee, go on a walk, whatever, come back to it and find another topic on your original list and do the same thing for it. Write bullet points under it. What could I write down about this? And my suspicion is that as you do this process with each of those main topics that you come up with on that first bullet point list, my suspicion is you are going to discover you are drawn to one or more of those ideas more than you are the others. You're going to sense this one has a little more value. This one I have a little more experience or expertise in. This one I really am a lot more excited about. That could be a driving factor as well. And, you know, that will come across in your course. As you teach it, the excitement's going to come out and others are going to get enthused about it as well as they listen to you teach on that subject. So let's walk through those steps again. Okay, you're going to begin praying. You're going to create a bullet point list based on your prayers of things you could teach on. And then this third step is trusting the Lord to help you. You're going to create a second set of bullet point lists where you are taking a topic, one topic from the first bullet point list of ideas, and then you're writing about that topic in bullet point fashion underneath it to determine what you might be able to speak about on that subject. And then the next thing I would start doing after you've got those three steps down is to step back from your bullet point lists. Okay, say you've narrowed it down to two or three topics that are all things you feel you could definitely create something out of. You're not sure necessarily how much need there is for it or that kind of thing. That's what this step is all about. First, you want to step back from it. And you want to start thinking about that particular topic in terms of need. What are the things people really need in this area? How would you know if there's really a need in this area? Well, if it's something you're already involved in, say a work skill or a topic, and you hear amongst your peers over and over and over the same complaints or the same frustrations with the way the system works that, that you're talking about, you may know pretty well that there is a need in that area. But what if it's not something like that? What if it's just an idea you've had and you think it would be a great thing and be very helpful to many people, but you're just not very sure? What are you going to do with that? Well, there are ways to start discovering 
if there is a need in that regard. And here's one of the best ones that I think social media actually is a good thing for. And that is, for example, get onto Facebook up in the search box. You can search for a particular topic. Okay. So search for one of those topics that you've written on your bullet point outline that you've narrowed in on. And then there should be a little tab right underneath your search bar in your results for groups. Go to the groups that are about that topic, look, scan through them, see which ones have a lot of members and ask to join one of those groups and see your goal getting into the group is not to start selling your product. I mean, for goodness sake, you don't even have a product yet. Plus that's not the way to sell a product. You don't just get into a group and start blasting people with your thing you're selling. I mean, that's going to alienate people. That's not going to help. Well, we can talk about that in future episodes, but what you're going to do is think of it as doing product research or market research. That's even a better term. You're getting in there to listen and to observe what's going on in the, in the conversations. You want to hear what people are frustrated with around that topic and what sort of things they wish existed that maybe don't. And you even want to ask your own questions. So for example, say you got into a group that was about a topic that you think you could create a course around. You want to get in there and ask questions based on your second bullet point outline. You want to start asking, hey, what have you guys learned about X topic? And what are the difficulties you ran into? You phrase these things as if you're seeking advice. And you really are seeking advice in terms of finding out what it is people need. Because see, every good product Every good service, every good company is based around meeting very real needs. And that's why sales can become less of an intimidating thing and less of a thing where you feel like you're being pushy and more of a thing where you're excited because you're able to actually help people with a legitimate need that they have. That's the fourth step is to get into some groups online, whether it's Facebook or Google Plus or LinkedIn or whatever, and start building relationships with people where you can ask what are their needs in the area and you want to do it in a kind generous loving way you want to genuinely be curious and find out is there something in this area that i can offer to help people real people who christ died for and you see your goal is not just to build a product that you can sell and make money from remember there's a bigger why behind all of this Your goal is, yes, to generate income, but you're doing so so that you can provide for your family, yes, so that you can create additional or extra income so that you can develop or or create the environment for this generosity to grow in you where you can become a conduit of that financial blessing to other people. Whether it's through supporting causes you care about, like the Navigators or Campus Crusade, or I guess it's called Crew now, right? Or Wycliffe Bible Translators I've talked about in the past. Or whether it's through meeting the needs of people in your community as you prayerfully consider those things. And you see, your market research has that why behind it. You are working toward a product, not for the sake of the money but for the sake of being a conduit God can use to bless others in very tangible ways.
Now, before I wrap up this episode of Liberal Change, I want to give you some biblical constructs in which to think about this. Okay, it's possible that you're hearing this whole thing and you're saying, yeah, yeah, you're talking about this bigger why behind things and it sounds all noble and good, but really it's only about the money. It's only about getting something from these people. Well, first of all, let me say, I understand that attitude. I've had that attitude in the past as I've heard Christian entrepreneurs talk about the possibility of making money. And I think that's a a skewed perspective. Honestly, I think it is a little cynical. It's not trusting of people's motives when they say that they're really wanting to help people. You know, you can't really second guess someone's motives unless you see reason to second guess. And when I say I want to put this into a biblical construct for us to think about, here's what I mean. Consider the miracles that Jesus did. Consider the way that he interacted with the crowds, with the masses, with the people who had needs. Jesus never, well, I won't say never, hardly ever, just started preaching and just continued preaching to people who were lame and and hungry and, and thirsty and poor, had leprous diseases, whatever. He typically met needs before he stepped into their lives to speak truth. I'm not saying you can't speak truth before that, but what I am saying is this, the marketplace, the business world is an incredible avenue through which we can open doors into the lives of clients or customers or other people so that we have opportunity to speak the gospel message when the time comes. And much of that comes through the generosity of giving and the generosity of creating quality products that truly benefit people's lives. I mean, how many times have you seen someone put a review on a product site or or about a particular product or even on Facebook just spontaneously puts a commentary on their social media about a company that they really love and that has actually changed their lives? I mean, you see that fairly often because people appreciate the benefits that come to them through products and services that are created genuinely to help them. And so I want to challenge you to think along those lines. Just like Jesus met needs and used it as a platform to speak his gospel message, we can do the same thing. That's really what business from a Christian perspective is all about, is truly caring about people and trying to meet their needs in ways that are genuinely helpful. If you have any questions about this idea of creating an online course, I would love to interact with you about it. I'd love to hear your ideas and give you some feedback. You can reach me at Kerry, C-A-R-E-Y, at livebillchange.com. And don't go away. I have one more thing I want to ask of you on this episode. As I do in every episode of Liberal Change, I want to ask you to prayerfully consider who you could share this episode of the podcast with. I mean, who is there in your world who could really benefit from this topic? Let me give you some ideas of people you might want to share that with. You may have a coworker who has expressed constant frustration about being an employee or constant complaints about the restrictions that come from just a salary and they're not getting ahead financially. Well, maybe they could use this kind of instruction or this kind of a challenge. 
Is that someone you would want to share this episode with? If you're using a smart device, you're listening on a podcast player, or you're listening on the internet, you can find a sharing function there on this episode of the podcast and share it directly with that person via text or email. And what I would encourage you to do is not do it just by shooting it to them, but put a comment of your own in there of why you're sending it. And that will be much more persuasive in encouraging that person to listen. And that's a way you can truly help change their life by challenging them to think outside their own box. Now, another person you may want to share it with is a spouse. Maybe you're getting all excited about these things, but keep in mind, your spouse doesn't have the benefit of this kind of thing. If you haven't heard my thoughts on that, you can go back to episode 18 at libbillchange.com slash 18. And here, this whole dynamic that happens between an entrepreneur and their spouse can be difficult because the spouse doesn't have the benefit of hearing all the things you've been hearing. They don't have the benefit of hearing the ideas and how they work and the reasoning behind them like I've just gone through on this episode. So maybe your spouse is somebody you think would benefit from hearing this. You could share it with them using those same sharing apps. And the reason I say this is because this message of Live, Build, Change and these things that I'm wanting to help you put in place in your life to increase your revenue so that you can change your world is only going to spread as people who are convinced of it and who are being blessed by it, share it with others. It's like one beggar telling another beggar where to get bread. And you can do that by sharing this episode of Liberal Change with the people you prayerfully consider could benefit the most from it. Hey, thanks so much for taking this time to listen to the Live, Build, Change podcast. I want to pray that you will learn how to live your faith, build a business, and change your world. I will talk to you on tomorrow's Morning Mindset episode.